0: Programs, programs like Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous in its <clears throat> excuse me uh, in, it, in its whole identity is supposed to buffer. It is supposed to hide or protect the identity or name of those who are struggling with an addiction. But not all addictions are as negative as the ones that we've just mentioned. Uh, you have people who are addicted to things such as UK athletics. It's a pretty popular addiction in the central Kentucky area. Addicted to reading. Addicted to exercise. I know people, my own grandmother, I think she's addicted to sewing. And we have addictions and we look at these things and say, those things aren't negative. But sometimes even those, when we have an obsession with something, even if that thing may be a positive, we tend to view that obsessive nature as a negative quality. You might hear people say, All that person ever thinks about, all that person ever talks about is blank, fill in the blank. Whatever it is they are addicted to. So sometimes we have the mindset then that too much of a good thing is not necessarily a good thing. But I want us to look at our passage this morning and consider what will be the focus of our minds this morning in chapters in chapter 16, verses 12 through 18. Paul says, Now concerning our brethren, Apollos, or excuse me, now concerning our brother Apollos, I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren but he was quite unwilling to come at this time however he will come I just realized I didn't have my mic turned on that's why this was on I apologize for that let's try again let's start back over at verse 12 maybe it'll sound a little better now concerning our brother Apollos I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren but he was quite unwilling to come at this time however he will come when he has a convenient time Watch, stand fast in the faith, and be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. And I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that it was the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. That you also submit to and to everyone, or to submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. I am glad about the coming of Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaicus, for what was lacking on your part, they supplied. For they refreshed my spirit and yours, therefore acknowledge such men. This passage talks about the way the Corinthians needed to behave as Paul was ending his letter, telling them in in verse 5 of the same chapter that I want to be with you. In fact, I intend to come and see you face to face. But in the meantime, he talks about this family that you need to take notice of and you need to emulate. The family of Stephanus, in the King James translation, you know that's a, as the New King James version reads it. In verse fifteen, we read that they that this is a family that was devoting themselves to the ministry of the saints. But maybe some of you are reading from the orig, from the King James version. It says it a little bit different there. Read of a family that has a very positive addiction. He says, "Ye know the house of Stephanus that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry." Of the saints. The Greek word translated by the King James Version as addicted is the word tasso, which literally means to arrange something in an orderly manner. They have arranged the ministry of the saints in an orderly manner. It is far above everything else in their lives. They are addicted to it, it's placed at the top, it is their obsession. Now, the, King, the New King James Version, along with the New American Standard, the NIV, several translations, call this devoted. But we're going to play upon the King James Version and that word addicted for the sake of the illusion to act our, ask our, ourselves, are we addicted? Are we hooked on the service? And if we are addicted to something, what more noble thing to be addicted to than the ministering of the saints? Wouldn't that be wonderful if we were all addicted to serving one another. As I said a moment ago, we tend to treat all addictions like they are something to to kind of be scoffed at. Even an addiction such as this right here might in our society garner a negative look. Would we create a group for those suffering with this sort of addiction? Instead of Alcoholics Anonymous, Will we create Christianity Concealed? to try and temper the addiction that we have, an addiction that should, that should shine from us, but rather we might say, well, no, that's, we need to look more normal, maybe politically correct. In this lesson, I hope to show why everyone should have such an addiction and let it shine throughout their lives and offer some, some suggestions on how to get hooked if you aren't already. The first thing that I want to consider is why we need to be addicted to the ministry of the saints. And let's do that by considering some of the other things that Paul said. Turn over to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 6. In verses 1 and 2, he says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourselves, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Why do we need to make it our addiction to be ministering to the saints? Why do we need to make it our addiction to be, to be hooked to the service of the Lord? It's to fulfill the law of Christ. <clears throat> when we do such, then when we bear with one another's burdens, Paul says that's exactly what we are doing. And he goes on in verse 10 to encourage them, saying, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. Anytime you have the opportunity to do good. Whatever that opportunity is, whatever it avails itself, whenever that happens, we need to take hold of that opportunity and thus fulfill the law of Christ. If addicted to the ministry of the saints, we are more likely to utilize these opportunities. But also, we need to do something that Joe has talked about quite extensively in 1 John uh, the, the John wrote of this quite extensively. We need to prove through our addiction, through our, our service, we prove the love of God within us. <clears throat> Look in 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. <clears throat> We cannot, we cannot claim to be the lovers of God. We can't claim to be those children who, who look up to Him as our Father and, our, and our, our, have an immense love for Him if we do not first have a love for one another. In fact, He would say in verses 14-20 through 20 of the previous chapter, chapter 3, He would say there that it indicates that we have passed from that old man of death into the life. Look there in verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death, and whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. For the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth, and we shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows, <clears throat> knows all things. If we are addicted to the ministry of the saints, that means to say we are addicted to serving one another. That idea of minister. Sometimes I think we've, we've lost the meaning of that word today. We think minister, that's someone that stands up and preaches. But minister means to serve. To serve one another. If we are addicted to the ministering of the saints, we are addicted to serving one another, we are fulfilling the law of Christ and we are proving that God's love resides within us. So when we go out here to the world, we say, yes, I love God. And they say, prove it. And we say, well, look what I do for my brethren, for His people. Look how much I love them. I'm addicted to serving them. That shows to the world and to others and it shows to ourselves that we are, are truly... Lovers of God, when we are addicted to the ministry. But also, we want to fulfill the law of Christ. We want to prove the love of God within us. But Paul even talked about this before he said it uh, here in 1 Corinthians 16. Before he got to that point there, he made this point in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he said in verses 24-27, through 27, actually, let's start in verse 23, And those members of the body which we think less honorable, on those we bestow greater honor. To our unpresentable parts we have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it. That there should be no schism or division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers... All the members suffer with it, or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and members individually. So Paul was saying before he got to this this teaching in First Corinthians sixteen, telling them about about this family that was addicted to the service of uh, or to the ministry of the saints. Before he got to that, he already spoke to them. He had laid the foundation that says, if we are going to be serving one another, if we're going to be addicted to that sort of, uh, of, sort of action, then we are going to be fulfilling our role in the body of Christ. Now, we talked about this in, in great detail on Sunday morning of last week. In fact, we, we talked about the first part of this being as we are as the church, the body of Christ, and he is the head over that. And we talked about how so many have let go of that relationship with the head and they are no longer following that. And, and I, I realized that, that that sermon took much more time to, 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 to build and, and to, to flesh out. And, and for that, I, I say that this sermon is going to take much less time. So you're, you're going to, we're going to redeem some of that time this morning. But what we need to see is it's a twofold thing. You have have the the body of Christ, the the head of uh, Christ being the head of the body that we have to hold to and submit to that. But as Paul is also saying here, we need to realize that we're all part of that body. And if we're going to be like that family in chapter 16, if we're going to be like Stephanus, we have to be addicted to fulfilling that role that we have. We come into the body. We need to look at it not as... That's just this is this is you know my individual thing that I do over here. This is this is my worship, and you all are doing your worship, and we're coming together and we're doing individual worship. Even though yes, that that is certainly a part of uh, uh, individual actions that we all take part of, but in the, within the the church, we need to see that we are also unified as a body. Each one of us provides a part. In fact, Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter 4 is a great place to go to and we start asking ourselves why we don't see growth in the body. It says in verse 15, Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head Christ from whom the whole body joined in it together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That's twofold. We talked about the first one last week. The first one is holding to the head, holding to Christ. It is from Christ that that growth comes from, and it is from the top down. But the second part of that, the part that we're looking at more today, is this this part where he says, Every part or every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part is looking and saying, I have a role in the body. There's not a single part of the body that is not important. There's not a single one of us that's going to, to say, you know what, for the fun of it, I think I'm just going to chop off my pinky. I, haven't, I don't remember the last time I used my pinky for anything. Let's chop it off and throw it away. I think I can live without that. No, we need to understand that. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. We're going to try to keep our pinkies and our body parts and everything that we can to be a part of it because we realize without that we are not whole. And so for every single one of us, we need to recognize that we have an important role in the body. And whenever we come in those doors on, on Sunday morning and Sunday evening and Wednesday night, we are coming into the worship assembly of the body and we have something important. The, the worship assembly of the body can't be the same without every part that is that is meant to be there to be there. It's not whole. But also outside of the worship assembly, in our lives with one another, we play a role. We play an important role in one another's lives because we are all members individually of the body and we need to be addicted to this we need to be addicted to this so that we might fulfill the law of christ so we might be be following in the law that he has set forth that we might be showing the world and showing ourselves and our brethren that we love god and that we might be fulfilling our role in the body these are both personal motives and also altruistic motives to becoming addicted to serving one another as brethren so that being said As we consider this idea of being addicted to the ministry, here are some things for helping us becoming addicted to the ministry. Some ways in which we can get ourselves hooked. And the first thing is we need to become acquainted with one another. If you remember Will Rogers, that old cowboy, uh, the radio personality, TV personality, I think he pretty much did everything. Uh, If you remember him, he had some absolutely wonderful quotes I was reading to Holly over the weekend. wonderful things to say but he once said I never met a man I didn't like and implied in that is that he liked everyone that he met but I want to rephrase that quote just a little bit to say I never loved a person that I never met we can't love one another we can't be addicted to serving one another If we haven't ever met one another, we haven't become involved with one another, become acquainted with one another, unless we know each other, there's little hope to becoming addicted to serving one another. And getting acquainted, it does require some effort. But how much effort does it require? I want to suggest that if we have the mindset that it just simply requires showing up once or twice, three times a week, then we're missing the boat. We're we're missing the, the opportunity there to really learn about one another. But we need to take the time. We need to make the effort to grow in our acquaintances with one another in such a way that we have an a intimate relationship with one another, enough to go whenever, you know, we, we look at Hebrews 10 and 24 and 25, and we tend to, to take those passages and, and really jump on them as, as kind of the, the hammers in which we beat people over the head when they don't come to services. But when, when we're acquainted with somebody... When we're acquainted and when we're, we're, we're grown together with our brothers and sisters, so it's such a way that we are providing and every part of the body needs to be providing, we don't have to go to a passage like Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, which I am not taking away from the meaning of that. It absolutely means what it says, but we don't have to go to those passages because we go to our brethren and we say, your absence concerns me because I'm worried about what maybe is going on in your life. Is there something that I need to be praying about? Is there something I need to be helping you with? I'm also worried about what's going on in my life because you are such an important part to me. Without you, my life is not complete. So we need to get acquainted with one another, and to do so, it requires us being given to hospitality, which we'll talk more about in just a moment. But that phrase in Romans chapter twelve, verse thirteen, Paul says that the speaking of the Romans. <clears throat> He says they need to be distributing to the needs of the saints. They need to be given to hospitality. I don't think we, we maybe don't always think about that first word. We see hospitality and go, okay, checklist time. We got to put that on the list of things that, that we need to make sure we do. But he says to be given. That means you belong. You, you, you no longer are, are, it's not an option for you, it is a description of you. When you look to the, the, the Christians at Rome, that the, the answer or when they say what about you what do you think about those christians at rome the first word that should have came to their mind is hospitality that's what i think about those christians at rome <clears throat> and oftentimes today we have a much rather cold or a hands off or keep your distance sort of attitude but we have seen uh, in in my life i've seen i'm sure in your life that you've seen the love of strangers opens the hearts and it opens the and or open hearts and open homes turns them from strangers into friends a willingness to visit, a willingness to be visited. In fact, believing in the phrase, "mikasa casa, su casa, my house, your house. Uh, we must know each other well enough to like one another, to love one another, if we're going to truly be concerned about one another. And so some suggestions to becoming addicted. We've talked about getting acquainted. We need to make, it some, we need to make some habits out of it, though. That's what an addiction is, is just a developed habit or a habit that's been formed. So let's make a habit to learn the names, obviously, of the members. Let's le- we should know the names of all the members, and certainly that takes a little bit of time, a little bit of time to get all of that uh, straightened out, and this name goes with this face, and, and, and with a group of our size, it won't take us too much time, but let's make sure we do that. But even more than that, let's make sure we have the names of all those who visit with us frequently. If we give each week to not just know a name, but to know a little bit about that name, well, give them a phone call. I have an opportunity to talk with them. Have an opportunity to know a little bit about who that person is until you know everybody by name. Next thing I want to do, is we've already talked about, it, is hospitality. Let's make that our habit. And that goes along with learning the names, is having an opportunity to open ourselves up to one another, whether it be by inviting them into our homes, inviting them out for dinner. We don't think about that too often today, the, the importance of eating meals together. But there was a time in history when eating meals together literally saved two men from killing one another. Uh, well, I should say in history, this was written in the Iliad, uh, so it may be in fictional history. But in the Iliad, there's a story of two men who are, are battling one another. In the middle of the fight, as they're, as they're exchanging blows of the sword, they realize, hey, my grandfather and your grandfather had a meal together. He hosted him in his house. And you know what they did? They said, we can't fight. Because of that, that was so important in that culture that we can't continue fighting. Now their servants continued fighting. They said, we'll just step back and let you guys kill each other until there's a winner. But they recognized the fact that by opening his home to his grandfather and saying, my meal, your meal. My house, your house. My table, your table. We are one in this, uh, uh, with one another. That meant something. That meant something at that time and we've kind of lost that today, but to open ourselves up to one another and, and to invite and to accept invitations when offered is a great way for us to form the addictions that we need, the habits that we need to serve one another. but also we need to have make a habit to use the talents that we have. First Peter chapter 4. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 4 verses, four, uh, verses 10 through 11. Peter says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The goal, remember, is to become addicted to serving one another. And so Peter says, whatever ability that you have, whether you think that ability important or not, that's not, he doesn't, Whether you have a great ability, use that. He says, no, whatever ability you have, whatever you can do, use that talent, not for yourself, but for others. Use that talent to build one another up. Use that talent to grow closer to one another. Use that talent to shine the love of God into all those that you you have this relationship with, all those that you have become acquainted with. In fact, the more we know about one another, the more we grow in our abilities to serve, the more that we are hospitable to one another, the easier it is to become addicted to the ministry of the saints. These things right here, these are gateway drugs. That's what these are. These are they say, oh, don't start smoking cigarettes because it's going to lead to marijuana and that's going to lead to, to uh, something harder than that and it's just going to go down downhill. These are gateway drugs, but they're not going down, they're going up. They're drawing us closer to that gate of heaven. And to the addiction that we need to get there in serving one another. The family of Stephanus left behind a wonderful reputation for us. They were devoted to the ministry of the saints, they were addicted to service. And Paul was made glad, as we read in verses 17 through 18. He was refreshed in his spirit when they came to him because of the example that they left, the reputation that they have. So, my question this morning is what kind of reputation? are you going to leave behind? Some 2,000 years later, we're still talking about this family and about their addiction. And if we are addicted like them today, people are going to talk about us. And sometimes they're going to look at it in the negative light that, that oftentimes obsessions get looked at. But every time that they speak of that, know that God is being glorified in your life because of your addiction to serving Him devote ourselves to serving our brethren with love and zeal i pray that every one of us will be addicted to the ministry will be hooked onto the service of the saints but before we can do that before we can be hooked on the service before we can be addicted to the ministry of the saints we must become a saint and we know to do that the bible tells us that god has not left that to be a mystery. But rather, to, to, He has revealed that knowledge to us. It is through the reading of His Word, Romans 10, 17, that we are, we have, faith is produced in us, that we are to believe. And, and in believing, we must be willing to confess that Jesus is the Son of God, that He truly did come to this world to die for the forgiveness of our sins. And He died, but He was resurrected, and today, He intercedes on our behalf. Waiting to, preparing a place for us, waiting for the, for the call to come and to gather up His bride. And if you wish to be a part of that bride, to be a part of the church uh, that, that Christ built, we need to be baptized, to have our sins removed, to be washed clean of all unrighteousness. If there is anything that we here can do to help in that, to assist you in your walk with Christ or starting your walk in Christ, I want you to please come forward right now and let it be known as we stand and as we sing.